pre-quarantine, I would say that we were really focused on what I call the fishbowl and what was happening inside the fishbowl. And so once quarantine happened and we realized that we could go digital and that our reach could be something around the world, it kind of changed the way that we also distribute our product, right? So being able to access people all around the world also has made us see that the stories that we need to tell are a little bit different as well. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. We are celebrating National LGBTQIA and Pride Month as part of Seattle's Pride Virtual Celebration with this year's theme, Resilience. The online event features dozens of amazing speakers and talented performers, including a return engagement this year from Beauty Boys, who will be part of the Seattle Pride finale on Sunday during the 4 p.m. hour. Joining us today from Beauty Boys is Kimber Shade. Seattle Pride's virtual celebration will take place on Saturday and Sunday, June 26th and 27th. The event is free, but advanced registration is required at seattlepride.org slash virtualpride. And for more information and a complete program schedule, visit seattlepride.org. We use the acronym LGBTQIA to stand for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, and agender. Again, welcome, Kimber Shade. So glad to have you with us today. So you performed last year at the Virtual Pride. I did. And it was a big hit. Uh, Yeah, that's what the fans are saying. (laughs) So tell us about Beauty Boys and what we can expect from your performance this year. So Beauty Boys is a collective of artists. It started about five years ago as a a house party and it grew into something bigger. We all put our minds together. And so we create this space for BIPOC and queer BIPOC people to be expressive and creative. So last year, uh, one of the projects that we did for Pride was Drag On Demand. It was a digital way for drag queens and performers to be able to express themselves during Pride, even though we were in quarantine. It was a really big hit. We were able to broadcast to an audience all over the world. We had some people in London watching. It was really awesome. So we're going to continue that this year. We've got Drag On Demand 2 happening this Sunday, June 20th. And then we're also going to be a part of Seattle Digital Pride happening next week. Okay, so it will still be online then for people everywhere. Yes, 100%. So it's going to be an in-person event, and then it's also going to be digital. So if you want to get tickets, you can go over to www.beautyboys.com. There's different tier tiers for tickets and you can go ahead and purchase a ticket and then join the fun. There's a VIP package sponsored by Tasty's Edibles. So um, that's really fun. You can uh, kind of play along with us if you purchase the VIP. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> you just like pull people out of the crowd. Yeah, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> what I think is so cool is COVID was so terrible, yet so many of these nonprofits or these events went virtual. And so their reach was so much farther. And how have you experienced the impact of that? It's been really, I would say, incredible. You know what I mean? Pre-quarantine, I would say that we were really focused on what I call the fishbowl and what was happening inside the fishbowl. And so once quarantine happened and we realized that we could go digital and that our reach could be something around the world, it kind of changed the way that we also distribute our product, right? So being able to access people all around the world also has made us see that the stories that we need to tell are a little bit different as well. 
Interesting. Like with different cultures. Yeah. Just different cultures. And then just also how our audience responds, right? There's queer people everywhere. Just based off of that, we've been able to shift and kind of mold our content to what our audience loves. So this year's theme, of course, is resilience. Yeah. (laughs) So what do pride and resilience mean to you personally? First of all, my mantra this year is pride is a protest. I'm in my 30s now, and I would say that in my 20s, I was really big on enjoying pride and taking from. And so right now in my life, it's a it's a time for me to give back. So pride being a protest, I love to be visible. I love to be out and sticking up for the underdog. And I love, you know, just shining light on things and people in history that we all should know. And then as far as resilience, resilience is the ability to bounce back, right? And I think that at the beginning of quarantine, it was really a test. And now it's about showing that joy. So it's not only the resilience, but it's about joy for me and showing people how we can make people smile while we tell our story. It doesn't always have to be something that pulls on a a negative emotion. That's really powerful because, you know, stories, we hear a lot of sad stories of coming out. So can you share a little bit of your story and then how you got involved with uh, Beauty Boys? Um, Sure. A little bit of my story. So I am actually from, I was born in New Jersey. I lived in Idaho for a time and then I moved to Portland, Oregon. So I like to call it my own little Oregon trail. I got involved with the Beauty Boys I would say on the ground level, I know the creator, his name is Caleb Dameron. We've been friends for over 10 years. I like to say that I was his muse when he created the Beauty Boys. And that is because we'd have conversations about being able to provide access to people and create this space. And so throughout the years, it evolved into something where uh, we are able to take people's dreams and make them reality. It's, it's the best thing that I can relate it to is like Disneyland. You know what I mean? How, how Walt Disney had this idea of creating this own magical world. That to me is what the Beauty Boys is. It's a magical world of uh, BIPOC queer people who just like to innovate and create something new. How many people are in Beauty Boys? Oh, I couldn't even tell you. Um, Actively right now, I would say there's about 10 people with directors and artists and content creators, Um, but we're always looking for more people and new stories to tell. So if you go over again to beautyboys.com, you can see a little bit more of our story and how to reach out to us if you're interested. Last year was virtual. This year will be in person. What other Pride performers are you looking forward to uh, seeing? Oh my goodness. There's so many. Right now, I am super, super in love with Carla Ron's. They just dropped an album. It is amazing. The song Runway from it, amazing. So I'm looking forward to seeing that all over Seattle Digital Pride. Also, another pair of my favorite, favorite performers is Lucci. They're actually coming down here for Portland Pride, and then we're going to see them again at Seattle Digital Pride. So I'm just really, really excited to see those Black performers uh, because their stories are really, really incredible. And again, just going back to that joy, I think they've got a joyous story to tell this Pride. A couple of weeks ago, I interviewed the Colitis and Crohn's. And what I loved was they said They went to a walk because they had the disease and people didn't talk about it. And they went to the walk and that's where they met up with people. They made connections and and some of them ended up working for the organization. So is that is that kind of what Pride is about for your audience, that they can come and make connections? 100 percent. It's about engaging. It's about learning the history. And then it's 
about feeling emboldened and empowered enough to make an action move, right? And to some people that action move is volunteering, to some people it's protesting, and to some people it's putting on little skimpy booty shorts and making your visibility known. Will you do Portland as well? Yeah, we're down here in Portland as well this weekend. There's going to be some really fun events. And like I said, Drag On Demand is happening Sunday to culminate uh, Portland Pride. Besides the plug of going over to beautyboys.com and buying a ticket to the show, one of the most important things to remember is to leave it better than you found it, right? So we're doing everything that we do. All of the work that we do is for the people in the future. And remember, you know, your little inner queer self and remember how happy you were when you saw the icons out during Pride being proud. So that's what it's about. Leave the selfishness behind and and think about the future. I love that. You're going to do this big thing this summer for Pride, but What do you do on other days? Right. Um, I like to be a superhero on other days, too. I'm always fighting for the underdog. So I really love to be involved with the Black trans community and just uplifting their voices and making their stories known again. This month during Pride and also during Black History Month, I do something called History with Henry. Search the hashtag History with Henry. You'll see I like to drop little historical nuggets for people to put into context some of the things that we're living through and some of the challenges that we face. Uh, You know, history repeats itself, right? And it's insanity to keep doing the same things over again. So I love to educate people and tell them, you know, what happened in the past so maybe we can make better decisions in the future. And then all year long, the beauty boys are always out and about collecting content, being present, and just uplifting voices from the community. So you can always go over to our Instagram and uh, stay tuned for what story we're telling next. So before we go... Would you be willing to talk a little more about the trans? I just watched the documentary. On Netflix? Yeah, I think I believe so. And it broke my heart that there is so much hate and hurt. It's not my story to tell, but what I can do is say this. The Black trans woman and and just the BIPOC trans woman in general are just super undervalued in our in our in our world. And so it is important that we, especially during Pride, take a second to take a step back and again, shine the light on those people. I believe there's been over 30 trans Black trans women murdered this year alone. Right there, just me saying that gave me chills. And again, it's not my story to tell, but it is my story to say we need to pay attention. I would say go ahead and go Google it and go find out what's happening to these people, to these women, and make sure that we're paying attention. Yeah. And it may not be your story to tell, but you are the educator. And I can see that. I have this platform here in radio to do what I can. I think it's so important that we know and that compassionate people know because that's where support and understanding is going to come from. And so I love that you do history with Henry history with Henry. That is awesome. I will be Googling you. Thank you. Done. So Kimber shade, you're doing your virtual this weekend and then you're doing the pride virtual next weekend, next weekend. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for being with us. Are there tickets for online? Yeah. So tickets online, there's, like I said, there's that ticket tier. So it goes all the way up to free to whatever you want to donate. All of the donations are put towards the execution of the show. And we're at the Beauty Boys specifically are really about paying entertainment what they deserve to put on a show. So awesome. Uh, Portland Pride is this June 20th. Seattle Digital Pride is going to be the 26th. And then uh, I forgot to mention on June 30th, we also are doing a Black Pride celebration (gasps) digital moment as well. 
Oh, I appreciate that so much. And you know what? Thank you for offering me the space to come here and talk. I appreciate that so much. I am here with a Seattle Pride Executive Director, Crystal Marks. Thank you so much for joining us. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about the big events. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. So what is going on? Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 5 each day, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. We're entirely virtual, just like last year, just to make sure we keep everyone safe. We're not quite at that half a million people parade that everyone knows and loves about Seattle Pride. So it's everything from performances like Big Frida, Mary Lambert, MXM Tune, Perfume Genius, and a bunch of local artists as well as uh, presentations on topics like uh, reimagining public safety, an interfaith panel that focuses on queer rights, a bunch of amazing presentations and opportunities for folks to engage both days, all day from 11 to 5, as well as Pride After Dark on Saturday in the evening that is 18 and over, $10 per ticket, whereas everything else is free, but this is more adult uh, burlesque and drag. And we wanted to give space for people to enjoy that too. And then the finale is the Beauty Boys. Yeah, we're really excited about Beauty Boys. They performed with us last year as well. And just such amazing local talent. Yeah, we're really lucky to have representation at Virtual Pride from a full array of our community, Black, Brown, Indigenous Voices, every aspect of the LGBTQIA plus rainbow of people able, disabled. It's, it's going to be a really good performance and Beauty Boys really rounds that out. I was looking through the list of events and a lot of the events have already started uh, different things to represent Pride Month. I noticed that there was some uh, fertility programs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are some amazing things with ORM fertility. There are different organizations have been trying really hard, especially this last couple of years to make sure they're highlighting the LGBTQA clients that they serve. Fertility awareness, surrogacy, IVF, those are really big issues in our community, obviously, and non-traditional marriages where it's different sex marriages. We love to highlight that. Even if it's not something that is necessarily our program at Seattle Pride, we really try to highlight all the different events that are going on throughout the area because we just want people to feel seen and heard and accepted during this month. So during the virtual event, how do people get in on that? You just go to seattlepride.org. It is completely free. You can click on our 2021 events or you can just go to seattlepride.org slash virtual pride. It's probably the easiest. And it's on a platform called Hopin. You click to register, you enter in your name and your email. Uh, you promise to not be a horrible person by, you know, you don't make homophobic remarks and then you're in. And on the 26th, when we go live at 11 a.m., actually even a little few minutes beforehand at 1045, we have DJ Dark Wiley as our DJ for that event. You can come in and enjoy and poke around. And that's really it. It's really simple to join this year. Were you the director last year as well? I was. So what's been your thoughts about it being virtual versus live. We've had amazing results as well, but I have to say I came on board as executive director in October of 2019. So I still haven't gotten to put on a pride parade yet. <laughs> I missed the in-person aspect. I miss seeing folks. So I'm really looking forward to that next year, but the virtual has been wonderful. We've learned a lot about what it means to support our community, to provide accessible content for folks. So things with ASL interpretation, translation services, captions, but it also means we reach more people year round. So now we have year round programming instead of just the month of June. That's excellent. And also a farther reach. 
a much farther reach. Our performers for this weekend, not all of them are local. We do have mostly local performers, but we have folks that are joining us from across the world who just want to celebrate pride and uh, whatever their message might be that they're speaking to. It's really exciting. Before, that would cost us even more money than it does to put on the parade to bring folks in in person, even with great partnerships uh, like Alaska Airlines, who always donates a lot of airline tickets for us. It's still, this is a great opportunity for us to reach a lot more folks who might've been from Seattle, but now live somewhere else in the country. What I was noticing right off the bat was it's LGBTQIA+. Commonly referred to in our community and out as kind of this alphabet soup. But it's important for us to see as many people as possible. So LGBTQ, as most people know, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning. I stands for intersex. And A stands for asexual and aromantic. And then we have a plus on the end to incorporate anyone who we have left out. Sometimes you might see a two or a two S added as well. That stands for two spirit for indigenous members of the community who might identify as two spirit. But there's some really great stuff we have on our, on our website, on our social media, especially on our Pinterest. Go figure. It's a great place for education. We have the ABCs of LGBTQIA plus and what it all means. Tell me how to find all of your accounts. So let's start with Pinterest. Yes. Pinterest, I believe it's under our Seattle pride. But if you just go to our website at seattlepride.org, at the very top of our page, we have all of our social media icons, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. The events that I'm seeing are events, but they're not necessarily related to this weekend. The events that are listed on the events page of our website are events that are happening throughout the greater Seattle area that aren't necessarily our events. They are organizations that just are putting something on in celebration of the LGBTQA plus community. And we have them up year round. This is our most visited page of our website. Sometimes, or we will post our events there as well, but mostly it is for anyone who wants to share something that they're doing. Yeah, and there's so many things going on. So Seattle Storm's Pride Night, Peace Lake's Pride Walk. We have the Sea Wolves have a game match. I believe it's on the 26th in the evening. That's fantastic. The Seattle Sounders always do something as well. Every organization out there, big sports names in the Seattle area, big retailers, People that have a lot of presence are starting to make sure that they really have the ability to show up during the month of June. And many of them are shifting to do that year round as well. We want to highlight that. So let's talk a little bit about what you're calling it this year. It's resilience. Yeah, our theme for the year is resilience. So that for us is all about not just coming out of the pandemic, which of course, You build resilience when you go through a global pandemic, but it's also highlighting the ability to bounce back the strength and the fortitude and the determination, the tenacity of our LGBTQIA plus community from the time that we really started that, that movement towards rights in 1969 with Stonewall all the way through now, Seattle Pride is a 501c4 nonprofit. So we get to engage in advocacy. And a lot of that for us means When we see something horrible happen to our community, like a lot of anti-transgender legislation that's been passing throughout the last few years or being proposed at the state and federal level, we get to make comments on that. We get to encourage people to push back, to write to their representatives, to speak up about their rights. And we are kind of that gathering house for people to come to us and amplify their voices even louder. So resilience for us means 
We're coming through a lot of horrible legislation that has harmed our communities, and we're going to fight for it and move forward. People can find that on your webpage if they're like, I want to be an advocate, and I didn't even know it was a possibility. Yes, definitely. If they, if anyone is interested, it's in the community support page of our website. You can also email us at info at seattlepride.org or hello at seattlepride.org. We have activism alerts. They're called advocacy alerts to go out on Twitter whenever something happens that we need to just build a response and respond quickly. It grew from zero to over 250 people within the course of a month. People just wanted to get involved and fight for, for the rights of their themselves or for people that they love if they're allies. We hear a lot of bad things about social media, but there's a lot of good things as well. And that's one of them when you can get a word out right away when something's going to pass. A lot of the nonprofits that I interview, for instance, Treehouse is doing a lot of legislation around foster care. And when those things come up, they need people right away to jump on it. Everyone knows Seattle Pride as the the parade, but we are also obviously an organization that we're here year round. We have a professional staff and because of that and people donating and supporting our organization, we keep our events free. And now we have something every month of the year. We have Pride Speaks, which is an online for now. We'll be doing a a kind of hybrid model as we move out of the pandemic, but it's a speaker series with an expert panel that talks about things like how to parent an LGBTQA plus kiddo what it means to be a business owner who's queer and how to access funds and what discrimination have you faced or what are your tips? What does it look like to be a person of faith and also be gay or bisexual or transgender? And how is, how is the culture on that shifted? Having these tough conversations or helpful conversations, again, free last Wednesday of the month, except for in June and October when we have other big events we need to prepare for has been really great. And people come out to them in droves just to hear and ask questions. And we have something called Vote with Pride as well. The month of October until election day in November, we educate folks on the issues that are present on the ballot or what it means to just vote in Washington state. Here's where you go do it. Here's how you get updates. The importance of updating your registration if you move And we attach prizes to it as well. So if you are engaging in our weekly quizzes, you're entered in for a prize. And usually there are Alaska Airlines tickets, plus some other amazing items. We put out a quarterly magazine, the Seattle Pride magazine, that is in nearly a thousand places throughout King County, South Snohomish, and North Pierce. And it focuses on queer influencers, youth, one of our Pride partners or sponsors, and also history of the LGBTQA plus community in the area. And there's amazing stories there, a resource list if you are a member of the queer community and you need housing or food or gender affirming healthcare. We have a list in the back of the magazine of all of these places that are open and ready to help. And it's out there for free as well. So we try to keep ourselves busy, keep putting out content and things for people to engage with that's meaningful and helpful. I think that's so important. What you said in the beginning, people know you as pride, as the parade. And yet there is so much more and we, we need so much more. I agree. Yeah. We won marriage equality in this state, but that's, that's one step. There's still things, there's still parts of the country where you can be refused housing or a job or anything else for identifying authentically for being transgender. So our collective struggle is real. We, we don't just have rights because one state won them. We're not stopping until we support everyone to live the same healthy, full lives as everyone else. So you're called Seattle Pride. How do you connect with other states? 
or even other countries? Yeah, there are a couple of amazing organizations. One is called CAPI, C-A-P-I. It's the Consolidated Association of Prides Incorporated. It is the United States version of something called Interpride, which is the International Pride Organization. It's not a governing body. There's no rules of what you can and can't do in parades, but it does help us to share resources, to share advocacy points across regions. Seattle is in region two of CAPI. So it includes Washington, Oregon, I think parts of California, if I'm not mistaken, Idaho, Wyoming, Nebraska. So we band together and last year, I believe it was early last year, there was a piece of legislation passed in Idaho by their governor, Brad Little, uh, that was against transgender kids in sports in high school. It was a really horrible piece of legislation. And within hours of that being passed, all of us had met virtually online, another benefit of it, that virtual environment, and drafted and signed on to a letter that was talking about how important it is to support queer youth, to support transgender youth, and let kids play sports. So that there's that power and being able to coordinate as well. I don't know how long ago, but not too long ago, queer was not a good thing to call someone. So can you talk about that shift? Yeah, queer used to be a word that just kind of meant that silly or off. And I mean, technically, there is still that definition of the word queer. But as we dig into the words that are used to describe us, there is a real sense of power in being able to reclaim what words are used against us and use them for ourselves. And the discovery was that for many people, myself included, so I identify as bisexual and queer because while I'm bisexual, there's still things I'm like, wow, this is really fluid to me. There are some times where I'm more inclined towards one aspect of the gender spectrum or a identity spectrum than another. It's helpful to have something that kind of captures that where I know I'm not straight, <laughs> but I don't know what else is out there. So queer is the term that is best to be used. As the director, that tells me you have a big knowledge of what's going on. Let's start with the most disappointed with as far as whether it's rights or community and then the, the thing you're happiest about. Oh, my goodness. Honestly, I think I've really been the most disappointed with folks in the media, not yourself uh, <laughs> at all, or 92.5. I've been most disappointed with reporters or media personalities who don't care about the LGBTQI plus community or don't think to ask how it's impacting us, whatever that issue might be. Housing, we have queer elders that are falling into homelessness faster than almost anyone else. Transgender youth go into homelessness more than any other population. Bisexual uh, youth and young adults have the highest rate of mental illness and suicidal ideation than anyone else. So just knowing there's this wealth of information out there and, and, and an issue, but not being included has been really frustrating. And it's been really good to see that start to shift and to see folks realize that if we're going to see people, we need to see them as whole people and, and who they are. And it brings much a much more rich story as well to the forefront that I think we were missing out on before. Something I think I'm the most excited about, oh my goodness, seeing people realize the power that they have. 
the power of their dollar of choosing where they where we can spend in the queer community, realizing that we can influence policy by refusing to shop somewhere or really supporting someone. The power that they have in the voting booth is also really important. But I'm not executive director, I'm deputy mayor of my city in Burien and also running for Congress. So there's a lot there that people don't know that they have that ability to do it until you give them the power. And by that, I mean, like, say, hey, you should be you should be running for office. It's perfectly fine for you to do so. You should be at the voting booth. And here's what happens if you don't. Mm-hmm. And it's been really wonderful to see people realize like, oh, wow, we can really impact things with our voice. And it's such a simple thing that anyone can do. I think more people should run for office. It is not something that should be reserved for folks who have been lucky enough to live a great life and retire and have time to give back to their community. It's for all of us. We are all members of our, of our community, of our local state and national government. So we all should feel competent to run. If we learn nothing else from the 2016 election, anyone can run for office. We all want to make a difference and we can. And I think that's one of the things I see with resilience is that you're holding out there that we can all make a difference. Nobody is less than anybody else. In fact, maybe stronger for what they've gone through, stronger for the struggles. Completely. Yeah. Anyone that has been through a struggle and come out on the other side is going to have some aspect of themselves that strengthened, that built up a muscle that they didn't have before. That can come with a lot of trauma attached to it too, definitely. But it is also really important to acknowledge the ways that we've been able to grow and change and adapt. And uh, one of those ways to acknowledge it is realizing, okay, I have more leadership skills than I thought. Let's run for office or I can help this community more than I have been or anything along those lines. It's been a really amazing journey to see people really live out what resilience is to them. Thank you so much, Crystal. Oh, do you need a minute? Before we go, just give us the lowdown again. So virtual pride resilience is this June 26th and 27th, a Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. both days with Pride After Dark on Saturday, June 26th in the evening. It is free entirely for the virtual pride days. You can go to seattlepride.org to register for free. It's on the Hopin platform. We're going to have performers like Mary Lambert and Big Frida, local artists as well, like Sari Savy from White Center, Jack Mosey up on Cap Hill. We have drag performances and all the things you'd expect, but also some amazing educational panels uh, so you can learn about things like reimagining public safety and the interfaith community. We can't wait to join you. And there'll be some user-generated content as well. So if you're feeling creative, we have space for you to engage as well. And happy Pride. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people who are making a difference in our community.